Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is the Soul Brother here. So this is take two of this podcast. I uh, forgot that I left my ringer on. I normally will turn my ringer on on silent. So honey and my kids, that's the reason why when you text me and I say, no, you never texted me, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the reason why. So I'm becoming an old fogey with this technology. I used to be very good with it, especially these phones. They just change so often. But, but anyhow, so I was like, I was like deep into this podcast. It was really good. It was really, really, really good. And then all of a sudden it was like, this like space age ringer thing that I got going on for people that call me that I don't know who it is. And it's so loud. It's annoying. So that, you know, I know that, okay, I know what that is. Um, and then my moms and my uh, daughters all have like their own ringer. So I'm sitting here, I'm doing this thing. I'm talking about this topic and then that happened. So this is uh, a take two. So hopefully it's as good as, as uh, take one. I'm sure that it will be, but you know, this, this podcast is dedicated to all y'all out there that, that are struggling with illness or sickness, whether it's chronic or terminal, um, or if you're just in a season right now and you're, and you're trying to get through, um, it can be really hard to find the positive and the happy when you're not well. But consequently, that's what you need so that you can actually mentally fight your illness. A, a lot of people don't understand that there's a power in positivity. It's, uh, it's unlike anything that I've ever seen. While we can go lift weights and take all these supplements and be as strong as we want to, nothing beats a positive mind. And it's hard. You know, it's something that we have to work at and work towards um, throughout life, you know. But I think as you, like each passing year, as you mature and you grow up you and you start to experience like certain situations and things, you see the power and the importance of it. And I'm no exception. You know, I've, my story as, my story as it goes, for the most part, most of my life was always a student athlete, an athlete, always had to take care of myself, uh, you know, had to have, had to have, you know, like the annual physicals and, and the random drug tests and things like that to make sure that, you know, you're not taking any type of supplement. So, so for me, there was always a certain level or a way that I had to live my life. And so, and for the most part, I was healthy, but at the same time, I think it masked some things that I had going on. Like when I was on the basketball court, I used to just go, like I had uh, two speeds, either it was all on or else it was all off. So it was typically generally all on. And I would go hard. And at the end of it, you know, I would just be tired. My body would be sore, you know, obviously, you know, just all of the things that come with a very, uh, what's the word? Uh, a very um, 
stringent workout. Uh, never did no P40X and no junk like that. It was mainly just a lot of like, like uh, running and basketball, weightlifting. Like that's, that was a lot of what I did. But I would always notice afterwards that my chest would kind of have a light burn, which I just thought it was because I was breathing heavy, you know, hard. And I was way back in, I was getting ready to go into high school. I was living in Hutchinson, Kansas, and I went to go get a physical at the health ministries there. And they came back and said that I had a heart murmur and I had asthma. And I was like, oh. So they asked me all these questions. They're like, you know, are you ever at a loss of breath? I said, no. Like, do you ever get really tired all of a sudden? I was like, no. So it was just all these things that, you know, like they checked out. So, cause around that time they had, they had a few, uh, they had a few kids in college that actually had some heart issues and different things. So that was like the most important thing was making sure that when they did these physicals that they did these checks to make sure that if you had a heart issue that you wasn't out there on the basketball court playing and then all of a sudden that you would collapse, right? Uh, so, so I went through, I was like, okay, I have asthma. So, and so, and so I went in for an EKG, I passed that. I was like, okay, no issues there. So I'm not sure what that was all about. And then the asthma, they had me do like uh, the uh, uh, breathing in the tube, you know, like uh, to test my oxygen levels, all that. And I passed it. So, I mean, I think it was more like kind of a diagnosis on the fly type thing. It wasn't really a, hey, you have asthma, uh, but but at any rate, you know, that's when I, re I remembered that. But then they go ahead, they cleared me. I go ahead, I play uh, uh, sports in the high school. I don't really sense any issues or problems, right? So you fast forward all those years, high school, college, after college, when I was uh, trying out like for the pros and, and playing with the pros and doing all that stuff. Um, I find myself about three years ago sitting at the desk and I'm working and all of a sudden I have these weird symptoms and you know like the inside of my mouth feels salty it's like just this weird thing and so naturally I'm thinking okay well, what's going on so I spit it out and there's I'm sorry it's a little graphic but it's blood I was like oh what the heck is that so this was around the time of COVID COVID had just came out so you know I mean any anything that happened, if you had a creak in your neck, it was COVID, right? So naturally, I didn't know what it was. Initially, I kind of had, I kind of had a man moment. I was like, ah, oh, it'll go away. It's nothing. I bit my lip or something like that. Maybe I don't know. But then it was kind of prevalent. It kept coming back. So I was like, okay. So I went into the doctor. Once I can get in, it, it took a few months because initially, you know, like uh, during the height of COVID, you couldn't go in to your doctor for anything unless it was a, you know, like if it was an emergency, like if it was a, like you have surgery or if it was something affecting your life, like if it was life threatening, then they would let you like come in. But otherwise everything was telehealth while they tried to sort it all out. So I finally went in cause they deemed me as, as high risk, you know? So I went in a uh, high risk for COVID. So I went in, I did my COVID test, no COVID and saw an ENT, saw um, a pulmonologist, allergist, all that, the whole nine yards, right? Worked my benefits basically. And 
And um, I was living on Oahu at the time. And I went from one day just being like, I thought I was healthy to then starting to see and realize that, you know, all this time I wasn't as healthy as I thought. You know, like when I would get done playing basketball, I would have this kind of like light burn in my chest, which I thought it was just because I was running hard. No, I think uh, that was the remnants of asthma or that was asthma or something. So, so for all these years, since high school, you know, you know, all that, never knew I had asthma. Went through a number of tests. I never tested out at it. And to have a doctor tell you that, yeah, you have something that you can't get rid of. You know, like, yes, it's asthma. And I know that there's people that are told that that have a terminal illness. It's a shock for you. It takes you a bit to kind of, it takes a bit to kind of sink in and understand that, oh, that's something about me that was not that way yesterday. And it just kind of changes your life. Like, and I got kind of down up front. I didn't really know how to take it because, you know, most of my life was predicated on, hey, I'm smart in school, but then I play basketball. You know, I was trying out like, like uh, to make the league, like the NBA. So that's what I was doing. And, you know, and kind of in my older age, I kind of like after my mid 20s, I kind of gave up on all that but I still kind of prided myself on staying in good shape because, because in my families, you know, there's, there's some medical history there. So for me, you know, because I know that, that I can stay in front of that because I'm younger. I just, for me, I went harder. I pushed harder. I did things. I was on a diet at a younger age, right? And, you know, I was trying to get ahead of that. So for me, when, when I start having these ailments, it's like, I, Hey, you know, I was doing all this to get in, you know, like to try to get, um, to get, um, in front of it. And, and it's like, now this is happening to me. It was a downer. It was a big downer and I was frustrated at the time. You know, I didn't really have a support group like uh, there for me. So I was pretty much on my own. I had to figure it out. I had to go to the doctor on my own, I had to figure out what to do on my own. So it was scary. And ever since then, you know, the last two and a half, three years, I've had just issues. And I think a lot of those issues have precipitated from the things that I thought were not an issue. I think that the way that I am kind of covered up and masked a lot of what was going on with me. So naturally, you know, we start to kind of pull back the curtain and then uh, lo and behold, it's not just asthma, you know, now my lungs are, are in jeopardy. I have, I have issues with my stomach. I have issues uh, uh, with chronic allergies. I mean, you know, plus I'm, I'm two, three years older. So I'm in my forties now. Um, so, you know, it's like, as you get older, things start falling apart. So it was, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was, um, I didn't really know how to take it. And the only thing that I can really tell you is that when you're in that situation, folks, when you're in that situation, you got to understand that while it may be long-term, it's only in that moment that you feel that way. You have to know that eventually you're going to find your way outside of those thoughts and you're going to find your way into more of a, okay, now I know that I got this and that I got to deal with. Here's what I'm going to do, right? We all are different. We all, we all will get to that point when we're able to kind of come to terms with a diagnosis or where we are like, I can't imagine the people that have terminal illness 
love and respect out to y'all, you know, that you go in one day and you're told something. It completely will change your life. It'll make you see things that you didn't see yesterday, like today. It'll make you appreciate things more. It'll make you want to love more if you if you uh, were not already. You'll appreciate the simple things like a caterpillar and stuff on a leaf or the wind gently blowing roses. You know, the way that you see things is just totally different. You have on a different set of, of glasses now because you know, you know, that, that your time, it might be um, a limited and you need to make the best out of it. If you're in a, my department or group where you have the things that are chronic in nature, you know, or even things that are long-term, not life-threatening that you have to deal with, it can still be tough. It can still be tough because you need to change what you're doing. And change is always hard. People don't like change. Change is negative because it requires them to do something different than what they're doing today. It requires effort. It means that they have to do something more. And a lot of us get lazy. So instead of actually listening to doctors and making changes, we just keep on doing what we're doing. And we exacerbate those things that we could make better just out of pure ignorance, just out of pure ignorance. And then what we're wound up with is basically now a whole different, totally different situation that could be life-threatening that, that, um, that will affect our, our actual existence. Unfathomable that we don't want to fix an issue when it's small rather than let it compound and get bigger to the point that we can't do something about it. And a lot of that, it hinges around not necessarily pride, but fear. A lot of, a lot of people are just afraid like to go into doctors because they don't want to hear more. The doctors are not perfect. They make mistakes. Sometimes they misdiagnose, right? But it's that fear that knowing that you got to go do that. And I've had that. I'm not even going to lie. I have, I have actually had that. And the thing that I can say to you with complete confidence is that you have nothing to fear. If you know where you're going, if you know where you're going in this life and even after this life, you have no fear. Knowing is everything. Knowledge is power. Because if you catch something earlier on, then you can find ways that you can live with it. Right? And the biggest part of all that is that finding ways like to live with something would mean that you can find a way to be happy again in the midst of your struggle. You see, friends, happiness is where it is. Happiness is the best medicine. Laughing and happiness, right? While I've always known that, while I've always known that, like I've always been kind of a depressed and down person for most of my of my life up until a certain point because of my situations, right? Um, in my adult life now, I'm not that anymore. But even, but even though I'm not that, I still didn't really understand the importance of having a positive mind and being happy and excited. And just doing that, that one simple act, that one simple act, friend, I'm telling you, can help yourselves fight harder. It can help your body do more to fight more. Right? Having... Having a positive outlook rather than a pessimistic one or one of, of doubt can do a lot for your health. And so while regardless of if, if uh, you're dealing with something terminal, chronic, 
or other. Know that within there, there is a silver lining. There is, there is something for everyone. And you need to tap into that because it's going to be that that's going to give you the confidence, right? That being happy, that excited about still living life, wanting like to do what you can do today. One step at a time, but having a positive mindset will propel you forward to continue to fight. I mean, I agree that we all are going to be given some type of struggle in our life. And if you're one of the lucky ones that have, that have not had to, to struggle yet, it's destined that everyone will struggle with something. But it's how you look at it that will determine if it's a struggle or not. Like, for me, I used to look at things as bad, negative and struggling, you know, sickness and, and things like that. Now I, And now for all those things, I just call them opportunities. An opportunity for me to do something different, an opportunity for me to see how I can feel better in the midst of this situation that I'm in. Opportunities, when you label something that way rather than something with a negative connotation, it gives you that encouragement, that want, that drive to actually do something about it, right? It puts it in a different perspective. We're human every now and then, or we're gonna resort back and we're gonna think negative, you know? That's understood. But we should be striving for living in a positive manner, always. We should be striving to continue to, to look for the goodness and the positivity in enduring our sickness. Because that will get you through, friends. Countless times I have seen where people have been on the fritz and they willed themselves with positivity back to strong health. Many people will call that a miracle. And it is in its own right. I'm sure that there was prayer that was involved in there. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. If you're going to chemo every day and, and, you, and you just can't stand like the sickness itself or the getting sick because of the chemo, look for brighter days and look for the times where you're going to get to see like your grandkids or your kids or whomever of that loved one. Already see the positive. Take it day by day, but already see the positive. That way, day by day, you can continue to work towards that positive. You will get there. You will get there because God's grace is all over you. His healing hands are all over you. He understands exactly how you feel and what you need. Right? It's not easy. And it's not supposed to be. This is life. Life is hard. Life is difficult. Life doesn't really have an instruction book. We're not given the blueprints of life. We're just kind of thrown into the fire. And our parents help us shift and shape into enough information and people and beings that, you know, that at least know which way to walk. We may not know exactly where to go, but at least we know how to walk. It's up to us to learn where to go, if that makes sense. It's up to us to understand the emotional impact that a thing has on us. It's up for us to actually grow that knowledge, understand who we are, 
how strong we are, how weak we are, how organized, how unorganized, right? Keeping some type of positivity, somewhat, even if you fake it until you make it, that's the key. That's the key to living a positive life, despite whatever you got going on. I can't stress that enough. I can't. And so fast forward now into this day for me. I've seen a number of specialists. I've seen a number of doctors and went through some quacks, unfortunately. Have a good, good, good line of, of doctors now. And they're very knowledgeable in what's going on with me. And they explain it to me and they tell me this is what it's going to take for you to get better. Right. And while you don't always want to go up online and look up stuff and see what, what you know, uh, what could happen if you have this or what could happen if you take this supplement or do this. Or we don't want to get too hung up in that. There is a certain level of kind of research that you need to kind of own and have about yourself and what's going on because as some because as some limited fashion you need to understand what it is you need to do to get out in front of this i'm hoping that that makes sense but that's crucial but also at the same time while you're figuring out what you need to do to get to get kind of around this and through this you understand how to how to kind of reset your expectations. Yeah, it was a happy day. It may not be happy for the next a little short go. While you sift through things, but always return back to happy. Always, because being happy, being just relaxed, will go a long way for you and your health in your health you know i'm gonna end uh, by saying that uh, nobody likes being sick but when we are make sure that you take the opportunity to kind of sit back relax read the room better observe understand understand i promise you that it'll be an exercise worth uh, taking on if you can learn in the midst of struggle in the midst of negativity in the midst of just of just anything angst to find the positive spin on it that's where it's at y'all don't let your don't let your circumstances affect and bring you down right you have full control over what you allow to impact you It just depends on what you're willing to let go of, but more importantly, what you're willing to accept. That's the hardest and biggest thing, accepting. Accepting change, accepting something new. When it comes to your health, it can be hard, but you need to do that. That's the closure that you need to be able to continue to fight and to live your life in a healthy manner or to fight for your health. So in closing, friends, take care of yourself. 
and be well. Eternal blessings all around you. And from the man up above. And no matter what you got going on, and no matter how down you may be, there's always a brighter day tomorrow. It will shine through, I promise. One love is always, Mr. Soul Brother.